0: We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson.
1: The Steelers exited their bye week and ended their losing streak with a big win against the Saints. and Now they get agreed greeted team at Acroshore Stadium who are coming off of their bye week, which is always tough to do in the NFL. Second time that the Steelers will meet the Bengals this year, Matt, What about this team is different than where you saw them in week one at this point right now? What surprises you the most, in a positive or a negative, about them?
0: They're a little inconsistent. You know, I mean, they, they, they blew the doors off Carolina last time we saw them, but Carolina's a really bad team. But before that, they were really struggling. Right. I mean, I'm not minimizing the Steelers' win in week one, but I absolutely believe, and I said this going into that, that I think that their coaching staff made a grave error not playing any of their offensive players the entire preseason. Yes. And that's how the Especially first time that went. offensive
1: line. Yeah,
0: the entire all new offensive line. Burrow was coming off an appendectomy at the time, <laughs> you know, but they were healthy. You know, they had all three of the receivers and all those guys. But we saw the rust. We saw their inability to pick up the rush. Um, they're better about it now. But I also think there's a misconception that, boy, the Bengals spent big money on O line. It's fixed. It really isn't. Uh, I mean, right. Steelers we'll get to that soon, yeah. Yeah, right, you know.
1: Isn't it weird that we have two Bengals games this year with a player, prominent player, dealing with an appendectomy?
0: <laughs> it just dawned on me when I said or, that it's right exactly now. Exactly like, the, the same thing for me. I was yeah. like, oh, that's
1: right, Joe Burrow was coming off of that. He missed yeah. almost all the preseason because of that. If you had that on your bingo card, good luck to yeah, you. Yeah, that's I mean, strange. You might want to go play a lottery ticket or something. From little... what I understand,
0: Burroughs burst. That's why he missed so much time, and this right. one this didn't was get to that point. easy— Not that I have any They get in, they
1: get it out, and right. you just have to recover at that point. Of course, we uh, like to go over a little series history between uh, the two teams that are playing. Uh, if you wanted to listen to our first podcast from yeah, there, you can get rewind, pretty much the same one plus one, but— the series began in 1970, and Pittsburgh leads at all times, 68-38. Two of those games occurred in the postseason, 2006 and 2016. Steelers won both of those occasions. And if you all remember, the Steelers won the most recent meeting between these two teams back in Week 1. Cincinnati won the previous three matchups before that. Pittsburgh was on an 11-game winning streak before the Bengals had their three-game winning streak, and Cincinnati has won just 12 of the 47 games between these divisional rivals that have been played in the 2000s. So, it's a very one-sided rivalry. Oh, despite yeah. Despite a three-game winning right. streak blip that the Bengals went on yeah. in the past, you know, 365. Recent memory, or right, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, the Steelers' dominance over the Ohio teams is remarkable.
1: Let's start with the Bengals' offense because despite it being a little, you know, hot and cold this year, I still think it's the best part of their team and it's mm-hmm. really their identity. You mentioned this recent game, forty-two to twenty-one win over Carolina. Uh, They held the ball for thirty-nine minutes and twenty-one seconds. That kind of looked like the Steelers this past week against the
0: the Saints. Mixing went insane, and they produced six
1: point four yards per play. That's not far off from their average on the year, where they are five point five yards per play. That's twelfth in the league. According to yards per game, they got the eighth total offense with three hundred sixty-one per. The sixth best passing offense, two hundred sixty-three through the air. But Matt, I want to start here because this is a little peculiar. They're 27th in rushing right now, mm-hmm. 98.8 per Even game. Even
0: after that game when Mixon when went When Mixon nuts. just went yeah. off.
1: But but according to EPA, they're not that bad, right? They're like the right. third or the second worst best team as far as running the football is concerned. Yeah, so I'm
0: not exactly sure how that adds up, to be honest with you. One thing that is different now than early in the season, back to your original question from the podcast, is they were very predictable with their runs that if they were in a shotgun. They threw it. If they were behind center, they ran it. Right. And even there's some people out there that's Joe Mixon's stance was very different on running pass plays and everyone started catching on and Tip I guess, and pitches a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. And they, they were very predictable with first down runs in particular and had strong, strong tendencies. Well, I think, you know, as the season went on, they realized the error in their ways and it's gotten a lot better. And the O-line's coming together a little bit more, too.
1: So I was surprised to look at the rushing numbers. I was also surprised to check back in on the Bengals doing some research for this and see. They're only eighth in giveaways. They've only turned mm-hmm. it over ten times. They've really protected the football well. Yeah. Six interceptions. What did he throw, like three of them in that first yeah. game against yeah. the Steelers? Right. So, so since then, he's, he's been, been
0: awesome. Yes. They do not turn the ball over at all. No, which is remarkable because they do take a lot of sacks. Yes. He's an aggressive passer by nature. You know, you would think that there would be more picks. I gotta say, I mean, it seems like it's a little bit of an underreported story because they started sort of slow. Burrow's been phenomenal for the last two months, really. I mean, for a while now.
1: Yeah, according to uh, or according to you, <laughs> the only <laughs> quarterbacks in the league ahead of Joe Burrow in EPA expected points added are Tua, who's I think having an MVP caliber He's number year one by a wide margin. Actually, Patrick Mahomes, who I think is having an MVP caliber year. Josh Allen, who's still MVP caliber, but had a little bit of a sleep yeah, of late. pretty good player. And Geno Smith, who no one can <laughs> yeah, tell right. what the hell's going on with Geno Smith right now. But those are the only players that rank ahead of Joe Burrow in that very important statistic. His average time to throw is 2.57 seconds. It's quicker than every NFL quarterback except for Tom Brady, but mm-hmm. we all know no one's beaten Tom Brady in that category. Right, right, right. right. Uh, P.J. Walker as well has a quicker release, but that's a nothing
0: right yeah, there. Yeah, that much of that matters. So he gets the
1: team. ball out of there really quick, but the thing that's impressed me, we've done this show for a couple years now. Every time we talk about Burrow, he gets the ball out of there laser quick, mm-hmm. but it's always downfield. He's yeah. taking a lot of shots. He's covering a lot of ground with his passes. Yes. It's not like a dink and dunk, I'm not going to be aggressive, get the ball out of there. No.
0: Fast. And Brady's really the master at that. Yes. You know, like Ben was at the top of the league in terms of getting it out quick or bottom league, however you want to say it, but they were all short. You know, I mean, right. where it's it's remarkable to balance that and Burrow already has it. You know Brady didn't have it in his thirty or whatever. You know, I mean, this is usually a skill that's taken a while. Um, what's a little different from last year, and you're seeing this across the league, which is a big reason scoring and explosive plays are down. Any time last year, and they got it a lot. If they would get single high, he is throwing a bomb to Chase. No matter. I mean, what. he might as well just scream it from the rooftops. You know, because Chase is getting one on one. I'm throwing it. And he's you can't an stop it. faster yeah. Now they get less of it, and Chase is out. But still, he will drive the ball down the field, whether it's Higgins, Boyd, whoever. They have they have a lot of long completions.
1: Well, it's a big plus for the Steelers that Chase is out. He torched them in week one. He had 10 passes for 129 yards. Only played in seven games this year, but he's still their leading receiver. He's got 605 yards on the year, 86.4 yards per game. And like you said, he's just got the most big play potential of I could think of maybe three other receivers right. in the league that would top maybe him or Behind Tyreek and uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, my God. But he's by an the, elite player. By the way, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> right. Good lord. Yeah, Pretty good week for him, too. Good lord. Uh, but T. Higgins ain't no slouch either. He's no. got 564 yards, and he's had a lot of injury problems this year, too,
0: which I, know. I think has been hindering him. That, that, that sentence you said about the, the receiving yards is a little misleading because yes. I don't think Higgins has missed a game, but he has been in and out of like three or four of them, you know, fighting through them, or maybe missed one. But, um, He's having a very good year as well, but he's battled some stuff.
1: Tyler Boyd at 537. So their trio are all over 500 yards, despite mm-hmm. Chase being out a couple games, Higgins not being 100% for most of the games. So they're still all eating, and they're really set up in a spot where they can lose one of these guys for a handful of weeks mm-hmm. and get by perfectly fine. Because I think Higgins can slide into that chase role. And right, Boyd right. is just, Boyd's one it's of the best slot player. receivers in the league. Yeah. And I, it's a, like Tomlin says all the time, we look for football players. Yep. Boyd hit, fits that narrative
0: all the time. And I know you're a pit guy, and he's easy to root for. No and, question. You know, obviously. That helps you know. a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, being but from it's, around it's warranted. Yeah, you know, no doubt. I mean, Steelers fans would love him. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's, he's scrappy. And I know Hayden Hurst isn't a tremendous player, but he's better than what they've been playing with the tight end the last couple of years. So if they do, or this, this stretch without Chase, they, they still have a, a tight end that can chip in a little bit too aside from
1: AJ Brown, who just exploded all over the Steelers, mm-hmm. and Chase in Week One, I don't think the Steelers have done a terrible job against top dog receivers this year.
0: No, I mean I look Cooper at that, did okay. I'm Cooper did okay. Off I, off I, the I Miami mean, game, they did a really good job of Miami shutting that really duo down. Tampa was good.
1: Tampa was really good, although they were a little injured. But mm-hmm. I, I look at them this missing past week Chase. We talked about Alave. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they he was completely shut him. down. Yeah. Uh, but no Chase in the in the receiving core. I think that the Steelers uh, can handle T. Higgins and and Tyler Boyd.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think so too, especially with an enhanced pass rush, of course, which goes hand in hand.
1: Now, what about the guy that just went absolutely bananas the last time that this team touched the field? Joe Mixon. He had five total touchdowns in the game, four of them on the ground. Uh, He only had a combined 145 total yards in Week 1. I actually think they did a pretty good job other than Mm -hmm. one or two big plays from him, shutting him down for the most part in that game. Uh, He had 153 yards on the ground in that last game, 58 more through the air. Like I said, five total touchdowns. The Bengals as a whole ran for 141 yards in that win over Carolina. Uh, do you think the running game is starting to get back on track? I think we'll find out.
0: You know, I mean, this is a big it, test for them. Yeah. You Especially know, I mean, with the
1: Steelers' front healthy now.
0: Right. Exactly. I, I mean, early in the season, Mixon, the running game was disappointing, um, but he was kind of overdue to have better numbers. He doesn't get a ton of yardage this year after first contact. But he's very talented. I mean, he would have been a first-round pick if it wasn't for off-the-field things way back when. And you know, he's a quality player. Um, they mix in Pirine, which I never quite understood. I mean, some of the – they use P. Ryan a lot in passing situations. Yes. And Mixon's a great receiver. They do it so that's where he gets his break. But to me, I want my best guy out there in the most crucial down and distance. And they don't see it that way.
1: Yeah, Joe Mixon, if I recall this correctly, really liked to model his game after Le'Veon Bell when he came yeah, into the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, He absolutely. drew a lot of comparisons, his own comparisons, to Le'Veon yeah, Bell's style of his play. Hayden Hurst, where are you at all? I've seen a couple games. He has some he's pretty fine. decent catches, but he's not yeah. going to torch you at all. He's no. somebody that, you know, you hopefully can stick a Miles Jack on, you can stick mm-hmm. a KZ on, and hopefully he'll be pretty quiet for and the And if he beats part. you,
0: so be it, yeah. but I mean— Usually they want a blocker there, and especially with those three especially receivers. In, you know, with and with 90 he's a decent back, blocker, too. That's a, he's a little bit better receiver than they've had there.
1: They're going to look at that tape from week one and see number 90 as well. And mm-hmm. be, they might need three tight ends to stay right, in and block right. on that side. And let's just finish with that offensive line, which they spent a lot of money trying to revamp that thing this year and it's gotten them nothing but the worst mark in the league as far as sacks allowed per game. They give oh, yeah. up 3.6 sacks per game. Yeah, It was a sack party the last time that these two teams played against each other uh, for the season. They have allowed 32 sacks on the year. So Joe Burrow is still just getting absolutely beat up. He is. And like we just said, Matt,
0: he doesn't hold on to the ball that long. No, he doesn't across the board. But he is really tough and doesn't mind taking a hit. So, like, on and the
1: and one time he is sacked, right? he did hold it for three and a half, four exactly. seconds. Exactly. You know,
0: waiting for a, a route to develop. He may hold it a pulse longer than Joe Average quarterback, and sometimes that pays off. Sometimes that's a shot in the teeth, you know?
1: They have to be disappointed, though, right, with, with the, the product so far, especially right. with you've invested so much capital in it in the off season. Absolutely. It still doesn't look like you're, any, you're not any further than you were last year. You might be a little bit better.
0: It's a little better. I, I mean, they're— they're trotting out NFL starters, but there's not great cohesion. And for what they have invested, it should be better.
1: No question. Turning now to the defense side of the ball. they it's a lot like the defense last year. The offense mm-hmm. just gets all the headlines, but like this defense is really good. real solid. twelve yeah. or excuse me tenth in the league as far as yards per game. 324 allowed. Their 12th is in pass defense, 205 per game. 17th is a rush defense, so there's where you get a little bit of a, a blip there of, of negative. Mm-hmm. But they're 13th in points allowed, uh, just allowing 20. That's good with that kind of an offense. Yeah. And they're 13th with takeaways, so this defense as a whole is pretty solid. It's,
0: solid's a great word for it, if not a little better than that, you know, especially um, because it's very well-rounded. Um, there's not... Massive stars on there, but there also isn't massive weaknesses, although there's some corner injuries right now that are worth it. is on IR, and the corner was not their strongest area to begin with. Um, I I think Pickens and Deontay will get open with some regularity, but it's a really well-coached group. The the unsung hero who probably isn't playing this game, I don't think, is DJ Reader. I mean, he's the the nose tackle, but he's a modern-day nose tackle that can run and push the pocket. Um, it looks like Wilson should be back their best linebacker. Bates hasn't been quite as impactful this year, but it's a good group, you know,
1: And Bates playing for that contract, too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Not the best year for him to not have an impactful year, especially uh, it's with not the, that he's
0: bad, but he's not showing up right. every week like he used to. And
1: they just invested in Dax Hill last year, too. Mm-hmm. So Who I like looked a lot coming out. Of school. They're, they're looking to move on if they can. I would imagine they will. Uh, I I think that, you know, you mentioned the star power. I agree completely. There's not a real star on this defense, but I I think we said this the first week, too. You look at the secondary, and that's probably where you circle it and say you got some dudes there, especially at the safety spot. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Bates not having the best season of his standards, but he's a good player. And Von Bell, I think, is still playing really well. Yeah, And and
0: they do a lot of things with him.
1: Eli Apple was an interesting investment that they made. I was surprised that they brought him back, but mm-hmm. I think Eli Apple's one of those players that people decided was really bad right off the bat. Because he's a
0: first-round pick. Right? Right, right, right. But, like,
1: he's going to play in the NFL for another five-plus years, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a pretty solid corner, too. Yeah. And that's what he's been there.
0: It's not like everyone's picking on him left and right. Um, The, the corner position, as constructed right now, is probably their biggest weakness. Um, I do like uh, a defense tackle I wanted to mention was P.J. Hill who they got from the Giants a little while back. He's better than people think, too. Again, not a brand-name guy. You know, Hubbard's solid. Hendrickson's, Hendrickson's better solid. than solid, but he's you know not the flashiest guy. He's not Al's Garrett. you know.
1: Well, Hubbard and Hendrickson are the only Bengals that really sack the quarterback. They have 14 sacks this yep. year. Seven and a half of them are accredited to those two men. Uh, in week one, when the Steelers played, Trubisky was only sacked once in that game. So, I'll say that's the one thing about their defense that they definitely need to improve on. They mm-hmm. don't get really any pressure on the quarterback at
0: all. No. I mean, again, Hendrickson will end up with double digit sacks, probably like usual, and Hubbard will probably end up with seven or eight. Right. Um, but if that's it. But that's it, right. And neither one of those is a speed ball off the edge. They're not Von Miller, Bendy type guys. You know, they want big, physical, run through guys, run stuffer types. And again, solid. Maybe better than solid. You know, it's a plus defense, but it's not flashy. I,
1: I don't want to put you on the spot here. I wonder how much they blitz. Like are they blitzing yeah, that Yeah, I need much? to look into that still. Because it would strike me that you'd want to get something generated mm-hmm. from someone else but those two guys. So you'd start to blitz a little bit more. And I wonder if they'd start to do that this week. You know, you've had Maybe. a buy now, you reset rookie things, quarterback. rookie quarterback, yeah. make him a little more uncomfortable. That's usually a good game plan against the rookie anyway. No so, doubt.
0: My only reservation with that is I keep mentioning their corners are not where they really want to be, you know, so I don't so know if, if they'll the, trust them,
1: you know. So maybe that rookie quarterback is a big key to that equation for if they do decide
0: to do maybe, that. Maybe, maybe. But panic. I definitely think it's something to keep an eye on.
1: And in the the linebacking core, just solid, another good word to put, yeah. Wilson, Pratt, and Davis Wilson's Gaither. Good.
0: Yeah, it, it's solid. I mean, they're not going to lose, lose them many games. No. Their defense isn't much fun to talk about because solid isn't doesn't move the needle, you know. But right, it's, they're just kind the of designed coach, to not, you know, right. yeah,
1: not allow more than twenty-one points, mm-hmm. and the offense wins the game nine times out of that's ten. Where if that's where your investments are
0: at, you know. That's your star power, but it key, works.
1: Key matchups in this game: Bengals right tackle Lyle Collins against Steelers edge T.J. Watt. Did not get a sack in his first game back, but his impact was felt yeah. across the board on that defense. I have a feeling he might touch up the quarterback once or twice in this game. I
0: like his chances at home, <laughs> loud, you know, all that good stuff. Now he's got too. one
1: more game under his belt a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: and Collins is a good right tackle, but he's been a little disappointing, as is the case with all their linemen.
1: And like you said, no matter how good that right tackle is going to be, they're going to help him out a lot. Yeah, so I mean, got a game plan Ramcheck's
0: one of the best right tackles in the league. And they got replacement-level yeah. guys everywhere, and they're still helping Ramcheck. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it goes.
1: Steelers running back Najee Harris versus Bengals inside linebacker Logan Wilson. Steelers fans, of course, very happy to see Najee Harris kind of look like the 2021 Najee again. Last yeah. week, really hoping he can continue some of that momentum against this Bengals Absolutely. team, who is their weakest point is stopping that run. So hopefully, I would he-
0: think the formula is going to be the same. You know, volume running with two backs, mostly Najee. I think Wilson will be back for this game. I'm not certain. I mean, he's made some big plays against the Steelers, but. Um, basically just kind of saying, can, can you keep it up two weeks in a row?
1: Steelers and Bengals at acroshore Stadium, 425 kickoff. It was flexed from prime time, so if you haven't heard that yet, I don't know how that's possible, but make sure <laughs> you plan accordingly. Yep, It'll be a 425 name. kick. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opferman. As always, we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you again next week on the Advanced Scout.